This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Well, as you've been hearing in our news bulletin, more dramatic moments coming out of the Section 194 um, Committee, that's Parliament Section 194 Committee, which has uh, been set up to look into the fitness of uh, the suspended public protector advocate Busiswe Mkweba and his fitness to hold office. Uh, well, yesterday uh, she said that uh, the inquiry into her fitness to hold office should be halted immediately and should not proceed without her legal representatives being present. Her legal legal team led by advocate Dalimpo who announced on Friday that they will not continue representing Ms Mkwabane are due to non-payment of the legal fees or at least the office of a public protector announcing that they will no longer be funding um, her legal costs. Well over the last two days members of the committee have been hearing from evidence leaders who have been outlining how they will be responding to the testimony of advocate Mkwabane which she has presented which she has already given thus far. Well in a letter sent to the chairperson of the committee. Um, uh, Ms. Mkwebani objected to the presentation by the evidence leader saying it's designed to conduct a damage control exercise after the evidence that she led regarding CR-17 donations and the rogue unit, uh, SARS rogue unit uh, matter. Let's speak to chairperson of the Section 194 committee, uh, Richard Yankee, joining us on the line. Good morning, sir. Good morning, uh, Titi, and good morning to Power Drive community. Power Breakfast. Yes, thank you. Sorry. Yes, no worries. Listen, let's us start first of all with this objection that's been raised here by Ms. Mkweban. And I'd like to you to, under, to explain what has actually been unfolding over the last two days because... For me, it seems that even, in fact, listening to what the evidence leaders have been doing, it seems perfectly uh, legit. I can't see anything particularly prejudicial to the public protector. But I do wonder, though, about whether it doesn't just serve to, you know, muddy the waters even more and lead to, well, the kind of thing that we saw again happening yesterday, uh, particularly with a letter that has now been sent to you. No, no, thank, thank you. Thank you, Titi. There's, there's no water being muddied mm. about what uh, we've been doing since Monday. We, we've, we've operated uh, from the very start of this process uh, on, on, on the rules of, of Parliament and National Assembly. And when beyond those rules, we have created, specifically informed by this process, uh, something that is not there before. We've created two things. Terms of reference for this process, which included the fact that we needed to have experts to assist members of parliament in the form of evidence leaders and would have created directives. Now, the, the terms of reference, uh, which are part of the establishment of this committee, are very clear mm. in terms of the role uh, of the evidence leaders. As you are saying, there's nothing towards this, uh, that the inquiry is as an inquisitorial one. In other words, this is not an accusatorial uh, inquiry um, where you have a prosecutor and a defense where Advocate Mukweban at the end must be found guilty or not guilty. She's not going to be found guilty or not guilty. This process is about us testing her fitness to hold office. It gives you that, that difference that it is not a, 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 an adversarial process. And therefore, their role 
they are not acting as prosecutors uh, mm. in this process. The role of these evidence leaders is limited to presenting the evidence and putting questions to the PP and any other witness. But here is the rider, TT, that with the aim of empowering the committee to assess the merits of the evidence mm. uh, in line with our mandate. Mm. That which we started doing on Monday would, would do at any point uh, in, in, in this process. So we've done that with the committee meeting. We've stepped up from the inquiry. But the issue here is about members having to understand everything that has been mm. placed in front of them over six days, mm. covering two charges. And, and, and there's no questions put, put to her. And we're dealing with it. So also the issue that is putting forth a legal represent, representation uh, the, the courts, the highest court in the land has indicated that she, 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 she must have legal representation. But there's no court in South Africa that said uh, her legal representation must be paid by parliament, must be paid by so-and-so. Because that legal representation, she could pay herself, she could ask legal aid to do that. So I think that this issue is far-fetched. Is it not something, though, that's going to probably end up having to be canvassed uh, through the courts in the sense that uh, she argues um, that she did not bring herself, uh, that this is not a legal, uh, this is not a legal cost that she incurred out of her own will. She was uh, hauled in front of uh, Parliament and therefore um, Parliament, as would, as, uh, her, as I think Advocate Mbov was saying, that when Parliament uh, invites her to come and present her annual report as public protector, they would pay for costs and that similar thing should unfold here since she did not bring this upon herself the institution that would have uh, carried her her bill gave her more than 30 days on the 1st of march to say we've run into difficulties financially we want you to pursue other avenues uh, in any of the state institutions legal aid included in those for you to to look into this it doesn't seem that anything in that regard has happened because mm. she's not the only one who accounts to parliament. There are many other um, uh, CEOs mm. or, 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 um, or generals and others, they account. We're never going to, to, to start a, a raw president uh, in our so we do this. Are you going to then stall proceedings? I mean, uh, and, and this way I'd like you to reflect on the letter that you received from the public protector yesterday as well. Because does this mean you're going to stall proceedings until such time that uh, the resources uh, or the money to pay for her legal representatives uh, has be, have been secured? And whose responsibility is that now? Two things, TT. One, um, I've always maintained this. I will repeat it here today in response to her letter. Advocate Mkwebane, um, her rights must be embraced and protected. She has, when, whenever she's aggrieved of anything, she must go to any platform mm. that she thinks will assist her, including courts. So she's, she's, she's really free to, to exercise her rights in that regard. Uh, secondly, we, we, we emphasize and I continue to do that the inquiry is our role is very clear. Our mandate is to conduct this investigation. Mm. There are important role players, including the Public Protector South Africa, the Department of Justice, uh, who, who, who can play a role mm. in, in assisting about these issues of payment. We would have identified that 
as, as three risks that we, we put up, one being these, fine, these legal fees, the second one being the fact that members have to work even during a recess when they're supposed to be with communities. Thirdly, the third risk was we don't want a prolonged process. Mm. This process is going to have to end, and there are two possible outcomes. Either she's fit to hold office or not fit. There's no middle wish. Right. So what's going to happen now then? I mean, you can't carry on in her absence. Because she was, uh, at the time when things stopped, uh, the inquiries proceeding stopped, she was busy giving testimony. And that they, they will, uh, the uh, evidence leaders will also still have, and the members of the committee will still have to have their turn um, to put questions to her. But that can't happen if she's not there because she is not legally represented as uh, she is entitled to be. When we resume the inquiry, um, um, and we'll decide later today or first thing tomorrow morning when that will be. When we do that, we will be left TT with between 12 and 14 days. And in those 12 and 14 days, she's going to conclude the four days remaining of her of them putting their testimony on the CX, the Frida Dairy, and, and, and the HR charges. Four days to do that, to complete both a part A and part B of the statement that she presented. Thereafter, you're going to have the evidence leaders coming and put questions to her with members uh, coming back. And thereafter, we'd have about two to three days of legal argument. But there's this noise now that uh, what the evidence leaders are doing is, is legal argument. We're not there yet. Mm. We're still going to come mm. to legal argument that that day is set for that, for mm. legal arguments for them to close. So. We, we're working, uh, at most, it will be 15 days for us to conclude the interaction with public protector advocate Mkweba. Richard Yankee is the chairperson of the Section 194 Committee. As always, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Chichi. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.